0: that's the sound of straight talk our straight talk segments here on real presence live where you have the opportunity to call in and ask our priest who happens today to be father tim buren pastor of st charles parish in st charles minnesota anything that's on your mind regarding the faith something that might be of concern to you happening in the world that's all fair game as well but especially those things re- regarding the catholic faith anything that any question you might have or, uh, something that you would like explained, please give us a call right now at one 795 122 Again, that number, 877-795-0122. Father Tim Buren is here for you. We're also on social
1: media. You can find us on Facebook, Real Presence Live. You can also send us your message, and uh, we will make sure that we respond to it on the air here with uh, Real Presence Live and Stray Talk. Uh, again, the number is 877 I'm Father Tim Biern, along with Matt Wilkham of the Diocese of Winona Rochester. You're listening to Real
0: Presence Live. This is Stray Talk. And uh, Father, we really want to emphasize that anyone is welcome to call, it's not just for Catholics, uh, if, if you're, especially if you're not Catholic, if you have a question about the faith, we especially want to hear from you. Uh, we know that people have questions about uh, virtually any aspect of the Catholic faith. Uh, we, we have many programs on the RPR network dealing with this. I'm thinking of Dr. David Anders, who you can hear at 1 p.m. on the RPR network, also Catholic Answers at, I believe, 5 p.m. And the reason that those programs are so successful is that we know they know that people have questions, and people call in all the time. They, they email. If you don't feel comfortable calling in, just jump, jump on our Facebook page and type out your question, and Father, Father Tim will be more than happy to answer it in that fashion as well.
1: One of the things that I appreciate is that whenever I'm in the car driving in between places, I have our local Catholic radio station set to my number one dial. And uh, I find it very exhilarating to hear the different uh, programs that are indeed uh, found on our Catholic radio station. And this one, however, is a little more personal. I really enjoy actually listening and catching up with my brother priests from all over the region uh, that host uh, this uh, this time. Uh, You know, all of us, we can get put on the spot, of course, Matt, and and when we get put on the spot, the Holy Spirit is always at work, and whether or not we know the answer to the question, we will do our best to find the answer, and we're all on that journey to the God we seek face-to-face, and each of those moments of the journey has transformation all around it and so as father boniface had told us earlier in the program you know it all started at our baptism
0: it did it did uh, and we have to remember the grace of our baptism we have to recall that constantly uh, i always encourage people whenever possible to celebrate your baptismal day in addition to your birthday what a beautiful way to live out that faith uh, for each of us. So again, please call us
1: eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. The number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. If you don't want to be on the air, that's okay. You won't immediately get us. You'll get our uh, station manager, who will uh, be able to field that call. So if you even want to just let them know what your question is, we would be happy to pass that on. But we would love to have you on the air, or you can again Facebook message us. The number eight seven 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 nine five zero one
0: two two. And Father, we're coming up on a very special month uh, in the liturgical year, and that is the month of October and a month dedicated to the Holy Rosary and Our Lady honoring her. And a lot of people do have questions, I know, this about uh, a relationship with Mary. What, what is the status of my relationship with Mary? Should I have a relationship with Mary? Is it even relevant? Does Jesus even care? Uh, these are the types of questions, I think, that a lot of people have they are. And for every person, it's going to be a little bit different. And how they approach their
1: relationship with Mary, of course, is different as well. And I like to, again, go back to the very beginning. And I appreciate so much that my mom and dad have given me the gift of life. And they nurtured uh, within the womb uh, that wonderful gift that was being formed. And once I was born, I was brought into a very welcoming, loving family, and of course, I love my mom and dad dearly, but there was always this sense that there was another mother in the picture. you know when we from an early age would take time to pray, uh, we would take time to pray every single day uh, as a family and one of the first difficult prayers that I learned was the memorial of Saint Bernard. you know so um, really, Mary has been a part of our journey, and as I meet different parishioners, of course they have those questions you know what does it mean to have that relationship with mary and And again, I would just say just to explore it, uh, just to be open to it, because uh, Mary is certainly a phenomenal example of motherhood. Um, Sometimes we don't always have the best experience, so our Blessed Mother can be that witness uh, here on earth as we are on that journey to eventual uh, new life in Christ.
0: Absolutely. I I always like to point out that you can never love Mary too much, because you can never love her more than Jesus did. Absolutely, And, you
1: know, her role as mother is so beautiful as well because there is no coincidence that we are also acknowledging that this is an important time to be even more mindful. We, we must be mindful every single day, but we give more of a highlight to the understanding that motherhood is, is a beautiful gift, and we want to be able to help mothers, especially those that have found themselves to be unexpectedly pregnant. We want to reach out to those moms and dads and encourage them and help them. Um, so Octob- October is also respect. Life Month as well. So they go hand in hand, really, and it's a beautiful gift to see. Again, motherhood is not always easy, listeners. We know that you struggle from time to time. We know that, that there are those challenges that come, uh, and yet our Blessed Mother is always there as a protection and an encouragement to
0: you and to yours. Yeah, it was something that I, I recently uh, I, I found out, uh, at, the, at least there's a tradition, that Mary, she went to with with Saint John, the uh, the evangelist, the apostle, to visit Lazarus on the island of Cyprus because he. There's a tradition that he was the first bishop of Cyprus, and then from there they tried to go back home <laughs> to the Holy Land, got blown off course, and that's how they ended up in Ephesus. And Ephesus is some is a place that I. I really want to visit because it's, it's the house of Mary. Tradition says it's that, that's where the Apostle St. John took care of her. And as Jesus said, here is your mother. And mother, here is your son. And to take Mary into our own home, spiritually, uh, I think that is what Jesus ultimately meant for each and every one of us. Not just for St. John, but to take her into our heart because she was the perfect disciple. She had this perfect love to be able to welcome God into her and to have a relationship with her means that you're in good company and that you are on the way, at least, to welcoming Jesus into your own heart as well. Absolutely. Such a great gift. Matt, we are
1: here straight talk with myself, Father Tim Beern, and Matt Wilcome on real presence live so we'd like to have you call in with your questions that you may have and again you can facebook message us it's 8777950122 again the number is 87779501 to, too. Uh, You know, I have not been to the Holy Land myself. I have not been to Greece and some of these holy sites. I recently read about the Holy Sepulcher of Mary. So think about that for a moment, the Holy Sepulcher of Mary. You go there to this church, and you're entering into this very special holy place, and you go to the altar where typically there are, you know, in in churches and very holy places, there would be relics. There might even be the entire uh, uh, incorrupt body of a saint, but there is nothing there. There's no bones. There is obviously nothing there because she was assumed uh, into heaven and so I think that's just again a beautiful witness and let's think about this you know uh, if if Mary wasn't assumed wouldn't pilgrims want to just flock to where her quote-unquote bones were if it wasn't true I mean we would not be able to hold back something if this was not truth and because this is truth, this is exactly why we have this opportunity to see that, that the Blessed Mother is with all of us at all times, uh, all over the world. And especially to those that are listening right now, to hear that, that understanding, that wisdom, that grace of our Blessed Mother to be able to be
0: involved in each person's life. Absolutely. It's 38 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren. It's straight talk. If you have a question about the Catholic faith, if you're wondering about something, you've got, a, you've got something just burning on your heart that you need to talk to a priest about, and you uh, would like to talk with Father Father Tim, please give us a call. What's that number again? 877-795-0122. I'll say it again. 877 795 Zero one, two two, and also on Facebook. We, uh, you can jump on our RPR Facebook page, throw up a question there. And Father Tim will be more than happy to answer it. Matt, the beauty of radio is that people cannot see us. And if
1: you would be able to see me right now, I'm a little anxious. And primarily, the reason I'm a little anxious is because my own mom is always saying, "I'm going to call in with a question, and it's going to be a very difficult question." Well, so <laughs> far, she has not called in. Um, thank you, Mom. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> and uh, just uh, keep it to yourself for right now. I'll, I, I promise keep I respond it to yourself. <laughs> mom. I'm only kidding, Mom. I love you. <laughs> well, we did have our first question come in, and this is from Bob from Fargo. Um, He's on the phone, I believe. Um, Why Old Testament people like Abraham and Elijah are not referred to as saints? Bob, are you there? Yeah,
2: that's my question. Yes, I am. Hi, Father.
1: Hi. Would you just again rephrase uh, how you would like me to respond to that question, please, Bob?
2: Yeah, just, uh, you know, I wonder why we don't refer to, like, Abraham or um, Isaac or Daniel as saints. Um, you know, what's what's our our it's why do we why refer why do we refer to the saints, you know, from you know Pentecost on, you know, as saints, but when we speak about the um folks from the Old Testament, like absolutely. you
1: know, that as we
2: know the, absolutely the we're examples and in heaven. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Bob. Those are great examples too of those early, uh, very historical people, but also very religious people. That, of course, have uh, you know the concept that why weren't they named saints and why aren't they considered saintly people? Um, ever since the fall of Adam and Eve and the sin that occurred at the very beginning, and God had to punish them and they had to leave the garden. Ever since then, our heavenly Father has been trying to receive us back into His into His grace. And so, characters like Abraham and Isaac and you know um you know Sarah and uh and Elijah these are all very very holy people God's chosen people, in fact, uh, that have been trying to reach out uh, to others to to bring them back into the fold. So we cannot discount the reality that they were tireless in their efforts uh, to do this. However, we still at the same time have to remember that they themselves weren't alive when Jesus Christ came. And that's part of the sacrifice, that Jesus then comes and he establishes the kingdom. He acknowledges that this is why he has come and, uh, you know, granted, we only have three of that public ministry of the Lord, but that is uh, the 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 tipping point there. That uh, prior to uh, his coming and and after he had been involved in his public ministry, do we see now saints entering into the church? Because let's be blunt, Bob. That you know once Jesus died, and once he rose and then ascended to the Father, any of these that are now saints, especially the early saints that were martyrs, they could have said, well, Jesus was this, was this person that was made up, or Jesus wasn't real, or he really wasn't the Son of God. And yet these saints, they stood their ground. They were willing to die for their faith because they truly, truly believed in Jesus Christ. Whereas in the Old Testament, they were still patiently awaiting. They were awaiting the coming of a Savior, of a Messiah, the Chosen One. And even though God has rewarded them for their patience, they are not uh, necessarily uh, acknowledged as canonical saints. Bob, any other follow-up question with that?
2: Yeah, so do we... Do we believe that, you know, their souls are in heaven? Um, like hey, let's take Abraham, <laughs> um one one of the do th- we do we believe that he's in heaven with Jesus and
1: one of the theolo- Yeah, sorry for interrupting, Bob. One of the theological understandings is that when Jesus descended into hell and then rose again from the dead, he unlocked the gates for those that have the opportunity to share in the salvation and the glory um, in the heavenly kingdom. So uh, we we trust in that. And Matt can add something
0: if he would like. Uh, I've had some experience, Bob, with the Eastern churches and the Eastern Catholic churches. And uh, now and then, uh, in those traditions at least, I have heard some of the Old Testament um prom- prominent figures in the Old Testament, referred to as saints, such as St. David or St. Elias, which is uh, another form of mm-hmm. Elijah. Uh, so it it isn't, I don't think it's unprecedented in the Catholic Church. It's just not all that common, I think, for the reasons that, yes. that Father Tim outlined just now.
2: Great. Well, thank
0: you. Bob, we are so grateful for your call today. So
1: thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. Bob, you have a blessed day.
2: Have
1: a great day. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bob. You are listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren. We're live from St. John Vianney Catholic Church in Fairmont, Minnesota, the site of the Unbound Conference, beginning tonight at 7. Come on down. There's still room. There's still time to make your plans, and you won't regret it. Um, And also the number to call for this Straight Talk segment to talk with Father Tim about Anything regarding the Catholic faith, if you have a question, give us a call at 877 795 0122. Again, 877 795 0122. And I believe we have an in studio guest who has a question here at St. At John Vianney Parish where we're broadcasting live from. And, uh,. We have a well. First, what's your name? Kathy. Kathy, are you a parishioner mm-hmm. here? Or? I am at St. John in Fairmont.
3: Yeah, my whole life.
0: Oh wow, born and raised. Yep. excellent. And uh, you have a question for Father Tim Birren? I, I do.
3: Good morning, Father.
0: Good morning. Welcome.
3: Welcome. Um, my question involves charisms, and when we are confirmed, we receive more gifts from the Holy Spirit, and as you grow a lot of people feel like they don't have gifts to do different things in the church. And I just would like you to talk a little bit about how do we discern our gifts
1: Thank you for that question. It's a great question I have. It's an interesting Holy Spirit-driven question because I have to tell you, earlier this morning on Facebook, I ended up putting something on about how, um, and I'm going to paraphrase what I wrote originally because it's not in front of me, but that uh, a lot of times we compare ourselves to other people, mm-hmm. and we have a tendency then not to recognize the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are enlivened right. in our own hearts. So we look at, oh, I wish I could sing like that person, or I wish I could pray like that person, or I wish I had the devotion to our Blessed Mother like this person, or I wish I was more in Eucharistic adoration like this person. And when we're constantly looking at other people for their gifts and abilities, we're missing what the, what the Holy Spirit is, is doing in our own heart. Okay. And so that charism can come alive when we get uh, away from those distractions and technically those lies. And that's why we're here at the Unbound Conference because a thief of lives is, is attacking even those that have, of course, uh, been confirmed and have been enlivened by the Holy Spirit. And so we have to get rid of those lies that, well, first of all, I'm not good enough. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. First of all, that, uh, you know, I'm not smart enough. That's a lie. First of all, I'm not pretty enough. That's a lie, you know? And so we have to say enough is enough.
3: And I just think a lot of times people, um, because they have a poor self-image or don't believe in their abilities, that they really don't take time to really pray about, you know, what I can give or what I can do. And I think that um, sometimes in the church, we're looking for volunteers, and we want people to step forward. And so um, maybe at the last minute, you are put into an area that you really don't have gifts for. Maybe you weren't successful. And so then, because it wasn't really quite something you wanted to do or felt you could do, you then don't volunteer again. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about how we identify or how when we're praying, how do we um, get rid of that negativity and really look at different abilities that we all have been given. Absolutely,
1: I think we have a great uh, moment here and this is, a watershed moment that we, as a modern day disciple of Jesus, as we reach out to those people, and they mm-hmm. may have had that experience, but we can still, again, recognize in them something, and so they need to hear from us because perhaps it is our heavenly Father that's prompting us to be able to plant that seed or to encourage somebody, somebody. that may feel dejected or feel like I, you know, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be, or this I struggled with this, mm-hmm. and really to encourage them and um, even to do a follow up phone call. Hey, thanks for for helping this morning. You know, it might have been a little struggle, but you know what you did make a difference, mm-hmm. you know, and just to, to bring that encouragement, um, that, that key of hospitality and reaching out to those that we don't know their whole story. We don't know why they are experiencing what they're experiencing. Right. And so we have to, we have to acknowledge mm-hmm. that like Jesus, we want to love them from where they are at, but then reach out to grab them, to get them out mm-hmm. of that, that thought process.
3: Right. I agree. Uh, well, that was my main question. Sure. And I thought, um, I've been trying to encourage people that are my age, that are retired, that we need you. We need everybody in our church and to step forward and to um, just come alive again. It's wonderful.
0: I think one of the so, things that in, it's important to remember when we're talking about charisms is that by de- by definition, a charism is for others. It's not for the the person right. who who has it. And so that's one way I think that we when we think about charisms that we can sort of kind of get out of outside of ourselves and right. in, in, in push away that negativity and to realize, oh, this this really isn't about me. It's about what God has given me to share. And everyone has these gifts. It's just that we need to step up and and, and pray, first of all, and discern what they are and recognize this is not for me. And so if something is not working out uh, or if we're getting feedback that doesn't affirm mm-hmm. a particular charism, not to feel bad about it, because it's a gift in the end. You know I mean? If you're doing music ministry and, and people are, are saying, coming up to you and, and saying, thanks, thanks for doing that, well, that's not, that's not adequate enough. That, that's, that's really not. If, if, if you really have the gift of, of music to share, with, especially within the liturgy, people should be coming up to you on a consistent basis and saying, that was incredible. Right. I can't believe that. You you are awesome. So you have to be willing to accept whatever comes your way. It is hard. It is hard. But everyone has certain gifts. It may not be the gifts that we want necessarily. Mm -hmm. But everyone has the gifts. For for example, the gifts of help. You're talking about helping out in the parish. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a very common gift. Um, Other gifts are not so common. And so we have to, I think, be willing to honestly take a look at that and say, maybe I don't have this gift that I really want. I just want to applaud you for coming in. And you were
1: just happen to be walking by. You know, of course, there's Unbound that is going to be happening later today. And and we're right across the parking lot from the Catholic school. I know there's going to be mass later today. There's always the the activities that happen in the life of the parish. But I just want to thank you for uh, having the courage to to voice this. And here's why. There's a lot of listeners that have the same question, the same curiosity that you do. Absolutely. So thank you for that. And, And it's such a blessing. And I want to affirm you and all of the parishioners, when I walked in here this morning, I immediately Immediately felt a sense of welcome I knew that this was a holy place and even Mm -hmm. in the gathering space seeing all the activity uh, there is certainly a spirit here and it's a phenomenal spirit so sometimes we can get stuck in that rut thinking we're not doing good enough as I said previously but Mm -hmm. I just want to affirm that you guys are on the right track
3: and there are great things
1: happening and throughout the diocese of Winona Rochester uh, these communities here are being spoken about as hey check out what they're doing they're doing something and the Holy Spirit is Mm -hmm. at work. So remember, the evil one is always going to try to discourage us. Just be encouraged that as Jesus is at the center of what you do, the Eucharist here is front and center. Jesus is the center of your lives right now. Eucharistic adoration is going on in your Blessed Sacrament Chapel. You guys are on the right path.
3: Good to hear. Thank you, Father. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks Thank for stopping you.
1: by. And and folks that are listening, please give us a call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two for Straight Talk. I'm Father Tim Bearn, along with Matt Wilcom. You're listening to Real Presence Live.
0: We uh, had another listener who was uh, had to had to call and then run uh, talking about uh, on on your Facebook page, Father. This morning, you talked about a, a message of not being good enough or beautiful enough or enough of anything this listener says, I think it's a message that should be shared on the air. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because it does go in,
1: according to what um, this person had just shared as she as she stepped, uh, literally just was walking by and said, I had a question. So, Which is beautiful. And again, I think we give into those lies and we can compare ourselves to other people. One of the challenges also, Matt, as you have noticed on social media, is people have a tendency, and I, please forgive me because everybody has a different reason for doing this, but a lot of times I'm curious on why those selfies are appearing on Facebook. You know, are they, uh, you know, are they, uh, you know, trying to p- portray something? Um, is there some interior um, uh, disconnect? Is there a wound? Um, you know, what what is there? Now, now granted, I took a selfie uh, the other day. You know, am I not listening to what I'm saying? I was at uh, an ecumenical opportunity to go to a local United Methodist church supper. You got to go to those church <laughs> suppers at the different churches because they are good. And I yes, happened to be the first in line. So I quoted the last shall be first, the first shall be last. And and um, you know put a selfie together, but I wanted to do it quickly without anybody really acknowledging it. But again, it wasn't about me, but it was about again that that concept. So I just think that's a challenge, Matt.
0: Yeah. When I whenever I do a selfie and I post it on Facebook, I, I try to be a bit self deprecating oh, and you. and funny. Yeah, um, I think absolutely. people appreciate that. And it makes it more fun for me because I know it's not all about me. Hopefully and that,
1: that picture that I took was one of the only pictures. It was, was the only picture. And, and I think I've read statistically that we take up where, uh, 10 pictures before we post the one that we like. You <laughs> know, the good old days when we had the, no uh, right uh, ability to be able to, you know, to choose which picture we wanted, you know, those good old days. But then those good old days didn't have the technology that we have today. So I know. Yeah. So again, 877 is the number, 877 795 877 795 You're listening to Straight Talk. I'm Father Tim Bieren, along with Matt Wilcom of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, on location at St. John Vianney in Fairmont, Minnesota, just near the Iowa border.
0: Yeah, and we were were just talking about different charisms Uh, was the last question that we had from uh, a a woman who who stopped by here, and uh, we just wanted to... Let people know that you, you, everyone has charisms, and you just have to discern them. And I think in, in, my, in my experience, Father, um, there's a certain program that's been really helpful, and that being the Called and Gifted Seminar. And that's held all over the country, and you can find one very easily in your own area. It's called Called and Gifted, and they will help you discern your charisms. Mm, beautiful. If you, if you have a question, and that, that's where I got all this it was from a call and, just a call and gifted seminar. <laughs> it's the only reason I know anything about charisms. You know, it's beautiful
1: that we can find areas and avenues within the greater church that can assist us. Why reinvent the wheel? You know, why reinvent the wheel in in what we're doing today with the Unbound? Uh, You know, so it's great to have the experts that are here to teach us, to empower us, and so that we can take,
0: again, what we are learning here uh, back into our communities. Again, the number to call for Straight Talk to talk to Father Tim Buren is 877-795-0122. Or you can go on to our Facebook page, the RPR Facebook page, Post your question there. Again, the number to call is 877 795 And Matt, it looks like we have Phil on Facebook. How does
1: one encourage family members to come back to the church when they feel ashamed and not good enough to return? So Great question. It's a phenomenal question, and what stuck me stuck with me right away was that word ashamed. You know, shame is not of our Heavenly Father. Shame is of the evil one. So we have to um, help them uh, get beyond that shame. So first of all, to, um, to enter into their lives, Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, by loving them, it doesn't mean that we agree with everything they're doing. It doesn't mean that we um, are honoring where they are at in their life. But nevertheless, we have to reach out to them with that love and the compassion of Jesus. And once they are received and, and that trust is built between us and them, then we are able to move further on for that healing that can take place. You know, if we just go out to somebody right away that has wandered from the church and we say, you know, like, well, you need to go to confession or, or, you know, I haven't seen you at mass lately. That That's not going to heal. And that shame is going to even get deeper and deeper. Again, that's where the evil one is at with the lie. So to encourage family members, you know, just again, to reach out to them with with that love and that compassion and that mercy and um, and to remind them that every single person that comes to mass every single Sunday is a sinner including the priest, the lector, the servers, the organist, the choir, the greeters, the ushers. All of us are. And the reason we are there is because we need redemption. And we need to know the mercy and love of a heavenly father who still sees us, despite that sin, as a beloved son or a beloved daughter. You know, the devil, he, as we have heard uh, it said before, the devil, he knows our name, and yet he is going to identify us by our sin. That's where the shame is. God, our Heavenly Father, he knows our sins. He knows everything that we have done, and yet he is still going to call us by our name. It's important, then, that we reach out to those that are estranged or lost or or feel ashamed in any way, and then to really, in the person of of Jesus Christ as that modern-day disciple,
0: to reach out, Matt. Absolutely. I I, I think... You are you painting a picture of true accompaniment in that we, we who are in the church, who perhaps come, would go to Mass every Sunday, we need to have that, that paradigm in our mind of this constant reminder, I am a sinner. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Lord, you know, it, that, that was the, the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Absolutely. And that's, that should be the prayer of our lives. Mm-hmm. And that should, that should color everything that we do and all of our interactions with those within the church and those who maybe have strayed from it or are new to it. Uh, just with, with, that, with that recognition that we're all on the same path. Beautiful. Thanks to all who called in or who wrote in with your questions for Straight Talk. Remember that this segment is on at 930 Central Time every Monday through Friday.